0: I don't even know how to start this episode. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Oh, wait, wait. I was, let me just. I was gonna say welcome, and then I, I could just see your face. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: dude. Should sound like a pussy. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh man. Welcome, oh, welcome back to the grand. St-
0: oh. well, well, welcome uh, to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, we're professionals. All right, we we are professionals. Uh, we are back, and we have real microphones now. How's it going? Noel? Yeah, we don't
1: sound like shit. Good, dude. How are you?
0: I'm good, man. In New York, little city swap with you for a little bit.
1: Yeah, as usual.
0: Yeah. Actually, you actually stayed at my place for a few nights. How was that?
1: Um, I don't know. I developed a really romantic relationship with uh with one of your neighbors across the way. Ooh, she'd come you? out for a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. We didn't talk to each other ever, but she'd come out for a cigarette. I'd stare at her. She'd stare back um yeah shit got real dude
0: she stared back or was it just a one way you were staring at her uh,
1: i mean it depends on how you look at it but i'm pretty sure she was looking back you know
0: damn look at that three days in my apartment and you already get further than i did
1: yeah man you know all right just, just gotta have it you know some people have it others others don't you must not have it
0: yeah well um
1: i'm you know i'm, I'm curious about you know just, i'm curious about her now I'm um, curious. I want to go back, maybe, and, and and try it again. So it's it's interesting. I made a, co- I made a copy of your key.
0: Okay, okay. It's interesting because here people don't really talk to their neighbors in New York. So I'm getting used to that whole thing. I'm I feel like I'm way too nice to people here.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like here in Paris, people actually say like bonjour to each other in the stairs. Like in New York, it's like nobody says shit to each other. Yeah. I've 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 ridden in an elevator like fifty floors fifty floors down in a residential building and nobody says a thing. Everybody just mind their own business. It's really weird.
0: Yeah, it's like please get the fuck out of my way. That's the only thing you'll hear.
1: It's pretty much yeah, it's like I don't really give a fuck who you are, like please piss off.
0: <laughs> so it's uh February and we're getting geared up for winter testing soon. Yeah, dude. But before that, we need to kind of do a little recap on the 2019 season to see what, you know, what we're getting ourselves into and before that Draft to Survive season 2 comes out. I'm pumped for that.
1: Uh, I wish that had already come out because I'm I'm like I'm like a rabid dog fiending for it
0: right now. I I know, man. I think so they're good. foaming from the mouth. <laughs> they're gonna release that shit literally the Monday before Melbourne, so that everyone binges and we will indulge for sure.
1: It's so unhealthy.
0: So, should we take a look back at uh, 2019 and see what happened?
1: Yeah, we gotta we we missed something though. We gotta get the intro.
0: Roll the intro. Let's do it.
1: A question for all of you except Romain Grosjean to
0: whom it may concern, fuck you more ladies in the paddock yeah more 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 paddock access access to uh, to some women there's too many dudes
1: I don't really have a lot to comment on that, except that he was being a pussy
0: Oh man, it just brings me right back into it, man. Ah, oh, so exciting.
1: Yes, fuck you, Nico Rosberg. I can't wait. Another season that I get to shit on Nico Rosberg.
0: Ah oh, man, it's been three years that he's gone, but ah oh, man, it's still the best, dude. Ah, All right, 2019 is over. It's been over for a few months, but the off-season didn't really seem that... Oh, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, dude, I
1: got really excited and I pressed, I pressed <laughs> it on the keyboard again. I was like...
0: <laughs> oh, man, yeah, bring, bring on 2020. Um, yeah, dude, it's, it's like I feel like the last race of the season was like a few weeks ago, but yet it does feel like a long time ago now
1: does it this these last few months went by quickly though like all, like very very quickly i don't know if it's like because i just turned 30 and i'm just old as fuck and oh guys shit older welcome yeah. to the club well, that happened yeah well it happened over july so it, it was actually during the season but
0: that's right um, yeah and i think and i think we already we already wish you there so <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i'm just trying to it's, you know it's, it was a rough it was a rough january i'm trying to get some, <laughs> some, some sympathy here
0: oh man new year new Knowles. In his 30s, yeah, so does that mean we have to be like we have to be more organized about our about our podcast now?
1: I think. Well, I think these these mics are an upgrade. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. So if you've been listening to us since last year, uh, we know we were a bit recording a bit remotely, and uh, we're elevating our game every year, just uh, just as Lewis Hamilton does
1: which game is social media game or is his his Ooh. driving game
0: yeah i don't think we're gonna we're i don't think we're gonna mimic his like instagram antics <laughs> dude
1: that's gonna get a little bit you know i love lewis i you know love lewis but that instagram game is some questionable
0: shit yeah well then again if i if i were a six-time world champion i wouldn't really care about instagram but let's go back let's go back and, and see what happened man uh let's do it i'm really excited for 2020 and i actually want to talk about that but uh i think it's good to look back at what happened to set it up for this upcoming season um honestly for me uh i hear a lot of people saying that 2019 was one of the most boring seasons another year of domination from mercedes but it was actually kind of split up in two right you had like that first stage where where just there was i don't know what they had five one twos in a row and Lewis and Bottas were just crushing everything. And then all of a sudden you got Leclerc and, and Max just, uh, you know, like the start of this epic rivalry.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was, there's a lot that went down in, in the, in this, I mean, this year, I think as frustrating as it might've been for some people to watch Lewis and Valtteri and the Mercedes team dominate the season. Um, like you said, we have been set up for the future in a really brilliant way.
0: Yeah. So Lewis clinched his. I mean, I don't think it was a surprise. Even though the year started in Barcelona with Ferrari being super quick in testing, everyone thought they were going to run away with the title. Uh, but Lewis, uh, Lewis got a sixth title. I think you called that at the beginning of the year. I think you were more confident than I was. I really thought we'd have a, a bigger fight. And uh, I just
1: just on that I don't understand why everybody kept thinking Ferrari was going to going to do something I just it's it's shocking to me and, and to be quite honest we can get to this later but I'm saying it now their form last year makes me really worried about what they're going to do this year but we'll get to that
0: <laughs> yeah I have a I have a slightly different take on it and all right I'll be honest I jumped on that whole Ferrari is super fast in winter testing last year and i think they were but they were for different reasons and Merck you know got a, got their shit together like they do so if we if we fast i mean if we fast forward, if we rewind a year ago uh you were pretty confident lewis was going to go for it and Merck was going to be in there i thought we actually had i thought vettel was actually going to put up a good challenge uh but as we saw i mean i think botas was the the main contender for for the opening rounds and people actually thought that he might even challenge but I mean that was never a question
1: I mean I I I honestly thought early in the season till about probably till about spa that Botas like Valtteri had had a shot at at at, actually probably not the spa was way too late Um, I think it might have been after France I can't I, I can't really remember but maybe like Somewhere in the summertime, I was like, uh, "This is Lewis's. Like, Ferrari's not showing me enough." And and Valtteri, though he came out the gate hot, Lewis is just on a different planet right now.
0: Yeah, Valtteri peaked way too early. <laughs> he peaked in the first few rounds. He had a few good races in the end. Was uh, that
1: like you in middle? Was that like you in middle school? <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to go a different direction there, but <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: dude, you can't set me up like that. <laughs> I felt like that was, a, that was a little bit, that was nice. You know, we're, we're just, you know, we're warming up. This is first, you know, first episode of the it's, season.
0: You know, it's still winter, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I, I honestly, I mean, we're on the same page with that. has um, 2.0, I didn't really believe in the hype. Uh, and, and Ferrari, though, I, I 100% thought Ferrari was going to come in, like, charging and kind of destroying everyone to, to begin with. Can I
1: like can I I want to ask a question about that though? Um why did why? Like why did everybody think that? Because I never thought it for a second.
0: Okay, I don't know. I mean I I do I do look into winter testing times. And when you okay, I was at Barcelona and right. when you saw the cars go by, the Ferrari looked really good. It just looked stable and the Merc looked like it was just um it's just harder to drive. You could tell that they were correcting and compensating way more and just from the outside obviously because you don't really get any times uh until the end of the day uh it 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 just looked like a smoother car and there was a huge hype also and everyone was talking about how fast they were on the straight line which you know after you know talking to a few people in in the game uh there was something they were doing differently their fuel flow and that is what actually gave them that huge advantage in preseason testing Which they had to kind of rectify to start the season with. Ferrari? Yeah, Ferrari was doing some stuff with fuel flow in the beginning. And and also, you know, I'm not saying that's the only advantage, because Merck also brought like a B spec, right? To like the last few days of testing. And that's that was their real car for twenty nineteen. And Merck just did what it does. Like they bring their stuff, they're confident, and they do their shit. They don't need they're not they're not looking over to see what Ferrari's doing. And they weren't sandbagging like people were saying. They just were doing their you know, putting in the work and Lewis, you know, Lewis is Lewis. He just sets that car up and he knows exactly what he wants.
1: Yeah. I mean, that was the other thing too, is like, they just continued to improve. I mean, you know, ironically enough, Germany was Mercedes worst, uh, worst outing of the season, um, collectively, but, <clears throat> uh, like they, they kept improving and they kept making improvements and improvements and, Ferrari didn't do any of that. You know, it's like we all kept waiting for it and waiting for it and waiting for it. And, you know, ultimately, like they just kept self-sabotaging themselves.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the theme, though. And I mean, if you, if you want to hear more about us there, we did discuss this in a previous podcast about Ferrari, and it seems to be the kind of uh, the theme of at Ferrari since the Shumi days, which kind of makes me wonder, was were the Shumi days just an anomaly in ferrari's way of handling f1 you know are we back to like the more usual way of doing things there no but yeah. i don't know i don't know I'm, I'm 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 glad you brought up france though because you france was actually kind of the, the turning point into a way more exciting second part of the season
1: yeah well france was a fucking snooze fest as a race yeah. Um realistically. I mean But after after that we got some we got some absolute uh
0: just bangers of a race. But you know, so wait, so you so you, you you don't believe that Ferrari had a shot at all this year in twenty nineteen. No.
1: No. After all right, let's say all right, let's say like probably by China I was like, this is this is not gonna this is Mercedes season. They've already got it.
0: Yeah, I think they didn't we just got it a
1: result. It's
0: crazy, right? Okay, All right, if you look at the the hard facts, Lewis won the championship right in the end, and he started pretty strong. Had a little bit of Bottas uh, in his way, but I think that the season also is a season of like what could have been if Ferrari had just handled certain situations better. Do you remember? I mean, you remember Bahrain? That was race number two leclerc got his first pole position in his second race with ferrari
1: yeah and he got a
0: and he should have won that race you know if we're being not like that that was his race i mean if if it weren't for that technical difficulty that was his race to win and and that would have been his second ever race in a top team like just imagine so i was listening to uh Uh, Kairun Chandok, who is a shout out to my, my Brown guy. He, he's, he's a lover of stats as well. And he kind of looked at all the, the opportunities that Ferrari had this year and he calculated, you know, the points that would have, you know, that were left, you know, to Merck. And he said that if, if Ferrari didn't fuck up so much, they could have gone into Abu Dhabi actually still in contention for both championships he even quantifies it it, like you know yeah yeah okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry
1: but like real facts
0: that is very true that is a (laughs) all I'm saying is that I think that if if we look at what happened last year I don't think Ferrari can do worse than that that's what I'm saying
1: Um, I mean, they could definitely do worse than that. I mean, let's look at, look at the, I mean, if we look at the numbers, they still finished second. Um, they still finished second. So like they could have finished below Red Bull, um, in the, in the constructors. So it could have been worse, but it was still like in terms of, and this is what I like, this will go back to that, that Ferrari episode that we did last year. But, um, what, like, The expectations for Ferrari, I think, shouldn't be where they are anymore. Like, I think people should stop expecting them to perform as well as they do. Just because they're like, no, no, I mean, realistically, it's it's a bunch of bullshit. Like, once they start, they've been dominated by a single team for the last six seasons. And they don't have a response. It's true. Like, there's no debate at this point. They've just been completely crushed, and they go in every season. Everybody says, oh, Ferrari's going to be coming back. Ferrari's going to do this. Ferrari's going to do that, and then guess what? Once again, they let the Tifosi down, and they make all of us Merck fans happy.
0: You're including yourself in the Merck fans, are you?
1: I'm an objective, I'm, I'm <laughs> from an objective perspective.
0: Here, just for all of you out there, you know that uh, Knowles is a Mercedes fanboy.
1: I'm not a fanboy. I'm never a fanboy. I'm not fanboy, but I have respect for Mercedes. And yes, I am a fan of Mercedes. But, um, are you, you know, wearing, it'd be Are better- you wearing
0: the hat right now is my question.
1: No, dude. Somebody stole my hat.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah. So if you're out there, go fuck yourself. <laughs>
0: probably an Italian. a new hat. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's probably Diotto.
0: It's sleazy Italian. Well, okay. So you seem to think it was like a you know there was no chance. But what about that? What about that summer swing? You know, like we had the summer break, and pretty much everyone knew that Lewis had taken control of the championship. And but we were starting to get those uh, more exciting races, right? Where what do we get? Austria right before summer, which was amazing. Where Charles, we thought that Charles was going to get his first win, uh, and Max actually. Uh, got his first win uh for Honda this year. And then we had Silverstone. That was another great race where basically that was like the birth of this epic rivalry, which between Charles and Max, I think is going to be hopefully the next 10-15 years of F1. Yeah, what, that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. That's gonna be I I mean I can't wait for that. And in after like following those two races, uh Leclerc coming off the off the summer break went on a string. What was that? Five pole positions in a row. And that's when Ferrari showed some really, some really good pace. He won in Spa. He won in Monza. Dude, that was his, his two first wins in F1 were Spa and Monza. Like that's, those are like, those are men's tracks right there. Those are real fucking tracks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> those are men's tracks. It's like, you got to get ball. You
0: have to have balls to win. I mean, you know who else won his first race yeah. in, in Spa? Who? The goat Shumi, me, oh, baby Shumi, me 92. I don't know, I just like well, that parallel.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, look, Lewis, it, this season it's gonna be like it's gonna be really fun. To, I think, sadly, you know, and not sadly for, for most of us, but I think Seb's, Seb's Seb is like he's he's now the number two at Ferrari, and it's now gonna be a competition between. Lewis, Max, and Charles yeah. this season. Yes, yeah, so- I and mean, Valtteri too. Valtteri, I think Valtteri is going to put in a in a strong effort as well. But Lewis just
0: let's but let, let, let's talk He's- let's talk about Seb for a second. His twenty nineteen season. I mean he 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 started off in the position of challenger in twenty eighteen. He was doing really well, and he I mean he pretty much him and Ferrari stood a, a good chance of you know getting that title. But Lewis kind of pulled it out. Uh, just by you know uh sheer driving he was he was overdriving uh, outperforming his car in 2018 and Vettel just crumbled last year i mean yeah i mean it was
1: really it was really incredible to watch just how how pitiful Seb's season was like for his standards you know what i mean like, like it just it was it was sad it was really sad to watch
0: also quite entertaining though
1: yeah i mean that's you
0: know i mean if you look at his i'm, gonna say, I'm,
1: I'm not gonna say i didn't enjoy it
0: <laughs> i mean when, when i see someone spinning out after being passed like on his own without having you know with no contact i mean that it's i can't feel bad for that you know i was i mean i, I was mean, a, i was already hoping danny rick would jump in that car this year
1: <laughs> that would have been uh, yeah i mean danny rick and Char- uh, danny and Char- uh, danny rick and charles leclerc at at ferrari would be a mess now you'd get Red Bull 2.0. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I feel. I feel like they get along. Yeah, but though once you get in the car, man, it's over. The fr- French see. friendship is over. Ask Nico and Lewis.
1: <laughs> I, I can't see it, but yeah, Seb Seb was um Seb was a a a big disappointment this season, and and you know the 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 situation at at Montre at um in Montreal. You know, regardless of how you feel about it, you know, it was Seb's driver error that caused that whole, that whole situation to even happen. And those are the kind of mistakes that we continue to see from him uh, that Lewis just doesn't make. And that's been the difference, realistically.
0: Right. And yeah, and Seb has seen Charles come into his team, essentially, and he, and he pretty much crushed him. I mean, what is it, seven pole positions? I think he got more wins as well. He got three wins or two wins. And just outperformed them, like from the start too, like from Bahrain.
1: Yeah, I mean Charles. Charles beat beat Seb in the drivers' uh, championship by twenty four points.
0: Yeah, that's almost that's almost a race victory. But it reminded me of Alonso and and Hamilton when Hamilton came into F one. Like Charles, in his first race, he asked the team over the radio. He said, "I'm faster than than Seb," and they kind of asked him to you know stay in your place. And second race. They ask him to kind of hang back, and he just passes him anyway. So I like that attitude. I like that whole you know, champion attitude. And Vettel, def- I mean, he definitely got under Vettel's skill skin like right away.
1: For sure. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens with Ferrari. But then I, th- you know, I think Red Bull and, and Honda um, are making a real strong push. Like I think it's Mercedes. I think will will like clearly showed where they dominate, but. um that that Honda engine really showed us what it can do this year.
0: Yeah, and I think
1: it's gonna come back better next year.
0: I this coming season. I forgot that last year was Red Bull's first season with Honda actually. Yeah. That's kinda of crazy with all the, the victories they got and that yeah, that that Honda engine, I mean in Brazil when Gasly like for me it was one of the most exciting races I've seen in a long time. And Gasly outraced the Mercedes basically on a drag race. So yeah, yeah. This, I mean, and that could really, really stir shit up. I think this year and Red Bull though, the problem with Red Bull is their second driver, honestly, just not Albon in particular, but in general, Max is operating at such a high level that if they don't have a good second driver, it's going to be hard for them to develop that car.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, that's where Mercedes again has, has benefited from having a good number two man in Valtteri because he's, you know, he's doing, he's, he's doing his job. I mean, realistically, like he obviously wants to be world champion, but, uh, this is the best season he's ever had, you know, whereas Red Bull, interestingly enough with their, you know, their approach to their drivers, um, the whole Gasly incident was a fucking nightmare.
0: Yeah. And I do feel like Gasly gets a lot of shit for this, but I think he was he was he he got the short end of the stick that year because he got the Red Bull at the beginning of the year when it wasn't performing and Albon got it towards the end when it was actually really coming into its own, you know.
1: But do you think that's so much on the car or is it on the driver realistically? I, I think mean, it's, it's it's definitely I, a bit of both but I, I don't know if like I personally like saw better performances from Albon early on that that said to me he he could be a better option for Red Bull.
0: Right, so here's, even he's a rookie driver. He, okay, so we have had this conversation, and here's where I stand on it: is that I think that at the beginning of the year, even Max, you know, in the first few races, wasn't fighting for any victories. So the the difference in performance between Max and uh, Gasly was bigger because if Gasly was you know four tenths off of Max in qualifying, he'd be he'd be qualifying behind some of the midfielders, right? And then Red Bull is able to develop their car and, you know, and get closer to the top. And they were pretty much the second fastest car for a while there. And then when Albon got the car, they, like, he didn't have that problem of uh, qualifying behind some of these midfield teams. So like when you start the race behind these midfield teams and, you know, you get stuck in that track, like Gasly just had everything going against him. Doesn't excuse the, the Delta to max though. Like I'll give you that, but I don't think well, anyone saying, could really though. compete.
1: I, I don't, yeah, but again like you look at the performances that Albon put in like he was those were impressive and I just think I don't think Casley had the right mentality for for the senior team. Like I just don't I just, you know, sorry.
0: I and and on that on, on that I 100% agree. He he didn't he, he just didn't seem like he belonged in a top team.
1: No, it was too it was way too premature, but again, they didn't you know, Danny Rick didn't really give them an option. You know, they had to figure something out and they weren't going to bring in Albon immediately. And yeah, they didn't have a choice. Yeah, that was the only option. Gasly had been there for, you know, two seasons at that point. So
0: what were they going to do? Although I I do remember people talking about Alonzo jumping in the car (laughs) for a minute
1: oh my god shut up don't don't give into that what you love that kind of shit i love it you i love mean <laughs> like it's so it's such yeah dude you're such you're such a gossip queen
0: no i mean no it's like it's like you know it's like those mma fighters when they go you know where they talk shit but like they talk shit face to face Alonzo's always just talking shit in the press saying like "Ooh, i know how to beat this guy i know how to beat that guy well i don't know i mean i would be opposed to seeing Alonzo versus max in the same team like that would be pretty entertaining that would suck. I would hate that. Uh, but a quick stat though is so I, I actually thought that Albon outperformed Gasly also, but on average he was actually further away uh in qualifying to Max than Gasly was. So it wasn't it wasn't, you know, performance-wise. I think he's just like a better racer and he can like he can just manage his race better and he and he passes people. A lot quicker than Gasly does. Gasly kind of gets stuck in traffic a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Alex Albon's going to be a better fit for them, regardless. Like, I don't see Ga- Gasly's not. He's not as cutthroat as Albon is. He doesn't. Just realistically, I don't know. And like, okay, and- you and I are never going to see eye to eye on this because you've also got this weird. You've got your 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 you know patriotic. uh Thing going on there for your man from from France, so
0: that's right. So for those who don't know, I am French American, so I, I do have a soft spot for you know the Frenchies out there, and I don't know. But I think that swing, it's the swaying your opinion, I think. Yeah, but you know, Albon, Albon's my you know my Asian brother also. So
1: But, but you're, I mean, I guess
0: you the think I'm Indian. You think what? India's not an in Asia?
1: <laughs> no, I mean it is, but like it's a little different, isn't it?
0: All right, but we you know what we didn't talk about is Max, though. We talked about his teammates, right. but how... <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait,
1: wait, let's change the subject
0: there. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to get too political, Just, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, all right, never mind. Yeah, it's, we, it's, this, that's not why we're here.
0: Uh, no, but India is clearly in Asia. Oh, my God, shut the fuck.
1: What were you going to say about Max?
0: Dude, Asia goes all the way to Syria.
1: No, I, I know, I, I understand <laughs> the geography. We don't need to get into that debate. Also, so you had something to say about Max.
0: Also, I, I just—I mean, I am biased uh, towards ghastly, but I when we when we did have a quick chat with uh, Albon last year, I think he was like probably one of the nicest drivers I've ever met. So I do really like Albon, and I hope he brings it. But I just think that Max is—he's like a teammate killer. Anyone you put in the car next to him, if you don't bring it, like you're like you don't have too much time. Like you're you're
1: out. I'm I don't think that Albon is going to compete with Max. That's not what I'm suggesting. But I'm saying he's going to be a better number two to Max than, than Gasly was. Like He's actually going to give them a, a chance. If Max puts in the performances, he's going to give them a chance to finish second, maybe even first in the drivers. If, if Honda and the engine bring it to, to Merck, that's still to be seen. We'll see a testing and then the first few races. But... Um, no, I, I just think that Albon's Albon's the kind of character that's going to help them more so. So that's it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what do we think of Max's performance this year?
1: I think Max did as, as best as he could. I think there were still some consistency issues there in terms of the car, but, uh, I think Max had a good season. I don't, I wouldn't be upset with him if I were, if, if I really wouldn't be upset if I were him.
0: I think he had a brilliant season with the equipment he was given. In general and bring back like he's Honda's golden boy. I can't help but like make parallels between him and Senna now in my mind. He's got that same attitude.
1: Yeah, I mean he had eight podiums this year. So Wow, yeah. I mean, he great I mean, that's a great season for him. Um and- I think we we're like the dude is he he he's he's on track to, to win a world championship. Like once once Lewis is out of the game, I think, you know, between him and Max, or I'm sorry, Charles, um, you know, and some of these other guys who might be able to challenge at some point, but it's, it's, it's up to the two of them.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, whether he will win, it's so pretty much when is that going to happen? And hopefully he'll start challenging before Lewis, you know, retires. Because the way it's going, Lewis is probably going to be around for another few years. At least, so
1: I mean, he's he's full on going to pull a Kimmy and probably be more competitive than Kimmy.
0: Yeah, well, if he's in a Merck, he's definitely going to be more competitive than Kimmy.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens in twenty twenty one. These rule changes are going to change the game for everybody, but um, most importantly, like I hope it changes for Williams. Whatever it does, but um, <laughs> like, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, we're, I hope if anybody can benefit from that, it's, it's Williams. <laughs> but uh,
0: bring Williams back, yeah. Uh, but yeah. but you know like th- thinking of all you know the driver lineup and you know Gasly and kind of Red Bull kind of struggling to find people you know that science was a Red Bull driver uh, yeah obviously he's a Toro Rosso and he went to Renault they didn't like that and he was it, they should have put science in that car they let science go and science is like one of those other drivers who had a freaking amazing season this year
1: I mean yeah that's uh, pretty incredible to see what he did in that McLaren
0: yeah, that's, I mean, McLaren finished P4 and got their fir- first podium, I think, in five years or four years, I think. Yeah. Their last podium was <laughs> our boy K-Mag in Australia 2015. Oh, my God.
1: That's really bad if Kevin Magnuson was the last person to podium for you.
0: <laughs> Just well, uh, that that seems like forever ago. I kind of forgot he even had a year McLaren. Not, not that I, not that I, I don't think he's a fast driver. I just like forget he's there sometimes.
1: He was there, so <laughs> Car- I mean,
0: <laughs> but Carlos Sainz, uh solid all year long. What is it? Smooth operator.
1: Smooth operator. Nice. We should play that. Nice. Yeah, dude. i I'm, I'm gonna get that as a. Uh, we're gonna have that as a little, a little soundbite. Little, yeah. We'll just play it. But it's just. I think it's gonna be the the Shadé version though. Like it's not gonna be. It might be like his track overlaid with Shadé. Yeah. Okay. You know?
0: A little remix going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Beur, beur, beur. <laughs> he
0: he was definitely one of those drivers uh, that kind of was like under the radar, and then people started realizing, damn, this this kid is putting in like P fives, P sixes, consistently, and that's pretty much the only thing you can get in that car.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he. Let's see from. So he had he finished out of the points in Belgium, Italy, and in uh, in Singapore, and in Mexico. But he finished obviously on the podium, uh, which I was upset that we didn't get to see him celebrate on the podium uh, in Brazil. And right. yeah, I mean he finished he finished in the points uh, in the majority of the races, which considering where McC- McLaren was what a season or two ago or two ago like jesus
0: well dude like just the year before which was 2018 right so alonzo uh who's the team is it was van dorn uh yeah van dorn so the williams they were like, granted they weren't as bad as they are now but the williams were out qualifying the mclarens like so the mclarens williams and racing point were at times like you know fighting for the like they were in the slowest cars so that shows you how much i think zach brown zach brown shout out to him he brought in the right people uh can't pronounce his name it's just a stiegel not, my german's not very yeah <laughs> stiegel uh
1: yeah whatever you get, It's close enough
0: he brought in that germanic management what i tell you there you go
1: yeah i mean the, the that's there's something to be said i don't know i don't know what it is germanic <laughs>
0: Well, that's going back to the Ferrari episode. German, yeah, we need to. Get so, in the Ferrari episode, we, I think I, I kind of lashed out at Ferrari, at saying that you need to bring in someone who knows how to manage a team, and it, it usually comes from the Brits or the Germans. So, like that Germanic management. Uh, well, that definitely paid off here at McLaren.
1: I think so. I mean, there's there's something to be said about what's going on in McLaren. I mean, they were they had embarrassed themselves at Indianapolis earlier in the year, so. Um, with that whole charade,
0: um, it's the second Alonzo reference uh, in our episode. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, so. Great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Started awarding ourselves points for uh, for Alonzo references. It's that,
0: um, a good drinking game. Also,
1: <laughs> every time Fernando Alonso is mentioned, every time he um, turns in the
0: press. <laughs> oh
1: God! Yeah, you just have to take a shot, no matter where you are. You're like in a business meeting. Like oh, Fernando Alonzo says this shit. Hold on. Like, yeah, drink. <laughs> Uh, I think they're alcoholics, the guys on the grandstand. Yeah, um, pretty
0: deep, pretty, pretty <laughs> close. <laughs>
1: um, but no, I think like with McLaren and, and and where they were and they really needed to have a good season and, and they did And the management that, you know, I think Zach Brown was definitely under the microscope. Um, but I really love <clears throat> the combination of – lando norris and carlos Sainz, like there's good energy there they're funny dudes um and the two of them are putting in performances i mean lando had a tough season like realistically um you know the amount of DNFs that he had because of of car issues um he still had a good season in my opinion um for for what what you know what he was given
0: yeah he definitely he didn't score as many points as he should have uh and he also i mean he out qualified signs uh regularly and i think he's like he's a really good qualifier and for a fucking rookie dude a 19 year old rookie it's been a while since i've seen a rookie that good actually and you're right man it's so refreshing to see a team with two young drivers that get along they're not playing any you know games and i don't know it's just like a breath of fresh air like if you think about the ron dennis mclaren days where like you drivers weren't allowed to even have you know, facial hair, or they had to get special haircuts, like not the same environment at all anymore. It's a bit, way more chill at McLaren.
1: Yeah, which is like, I think what the sport needs, to be honest. Like,
0: oh, 100%. you know, you,
1: we've like, that's, you know, that's the whole point of this podcast is it's just lost its personality. So we need, we need to get that shit back. And I'm that, that I'm really excited
0: about. Yeah, and Lando racing in F one, and also I think he races more like outside of F one weekends and is like you know his sim and e racing, and it's just it's just cool to see this kid. And honestly, he is a kid, dude. He's nineteen and he's driving these F one cars. Like I can't believe that shit. I know it's wild. Not gonna lie, I was not doing anything at that age.
1: (laughs) I mean, you and I like had met and like you know started a whatever the fuck this is, you know, this
0: friendship. The yeah. chip thing. Yeah. So,
1: you know, that's that's like that could be considered the same, you know? Like Right,
0: right. Okay, that, similar, is, right? that that did happen. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty like I mean, it's pretty it's like similar to driving an F1, right?
0: Yeah, you know. Baby steps, you know. Some people take 19 yeah. years, some people never get there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> some people are cool, some people are pathetic losers.
0: <laughs> well, we'll see how well he does behind the mic. Let's do it
1: um yeah i think mclaren mclaren was a really great surprise this season i'm super happy they finished uh where they finished uh renault however uh what a fucking disappointment
0: And that's a great transition because mclaren was the customer team for renault right using those renault engines ouch 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 so renault clearly started the year With this, like, kind of arrogance, and this is where, like, I, you know, I, I love my Frenchies, but I also rip into them when they're when you need to call them out with that kind of French arrogance. Yeah, Renault came in, like, you know, saying like we're gonna finish P three, we're gonna, you know, we're going gunning for Red Bull. Didn't quite make it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was pretty shocking to see that. Um, Just how, uh, just how. Kind of like non-existent they were. Like they they put in some performances here and there and like you saw some moves during certain races, particularly from Daniel Daniel Ricardo that were were fun to watch. But yeah, I think the the way you can sum up Renault's season was just generally disappointing. And I don't know what it's gonna take for them to 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 get to really like compete. Cause it would be great again, like I think like McLaren. And, you know, even Williams to a certain extent to have, you know, the Renaults, the McLarens, the Williams also back, like competing for a top three position would be a lot of fun for the sport. But, you know, and I think that's where the rules are going. But um, I don't know, man, like, what is it going to take? I don't see Renault like I didn't see anything from Renault that told me that there is going to be any difference this season unless like, yeah, I don't know. Hmm.
0: So they actually finished. So they went back last season. They they had finished fourth the year before, and they went to P five. And and I think you know they spent a lot of money on you know signing Danny Rick. Uh, I do think that last year it was a bit of a, a weird transition year for them because they they did kind of sign these big names like you know they signed Pat Fry, who was not working on last year's car, but he he is definitely involved in this year's car 2020 coming up. So that's like a big hire uh, for them. So, but they do have the backing, like they have money like they're they're a constructor, um, they got huge money coming in, they can develop and push that all season long, so let's see i I'm confident that they'll do better, uh looking back on the season i I was defending Hulk last year a lot, but when I look back at the the details, like Danny Rick really showed why uh he's a class A driver like he Renault kind of always sent him off on these weird strategies, but he made them stick and he did pull off some good moves and, and out drove the car. Cause that car was essentially a piece of shit last year <laughs> Yeah,
1: to say the least dude.
0: Sorry, Renault.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the car, that was, that was great. Yeah. I don't think, I think we can pretty much, that pretty much wraps what we need to say about Renault,
0: but I do hope you do better this year because uh, we all want to see Danny Rick back on that podium especially us at this stage love
1: yeah man I want to see he had yeah I think you know so long hulk we'll see what what happens with Ocon um oh, yeah, I think Danny Ocon. Rick would,
0: Yeah that'll be for the next um, podcast
1: but I think I think Danny Rick is a is a better driver than than Esteban Ocon uh but we'll see I don't I don't I'm not really excited about a Espanocon, to be perfectly honest. Um you know what? I'll get you I know you. you really like the dude. But uh I'd I'd rather I'd love to see Danny Rick just put in some 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 top level performances this year, but it's about that car life. And if it don't work, it ain't gonna happen.
0: Well you know what I will I will convince you. I no, actually, I don't need to convince you. We'll see in Melbourne. We'll see how good the kid does. And it's gonna be it's gonna be a good a good teammate fight for sure. Going down the midfield then, midfield was kind of strange this year. A lot, of, a lot of teams had their phases where they were putting in strong performances, but no one was really consistent over the year, except for McLaren. I think that was the main thing. McLaren was, they were not always the fourth fastest team, but they were the ones who were racking up the points more consistently.
1: Yeah, I mean, McLaren, I mean, and it shows on the points, realistically. Like, you yeah. know, and if um, finished fourth for, for a reason.
0: And if Renault was like you know, let's say Renault was probably the biggest underachiever in that midfield, because they're actually trying to get out of that midfield. Uh, Racing Point, on the other hand, is probably the biggest, in my opinion, overachiever in that midfield. Really, you think so? Yeah, I think. I mean, if you think about where they were like eighteen months ago, going through administration and all that stuff there, and the fact that they actually just made that season, and I'm not saying they had a great car. But they have this like I don't know, I'm a big fan of that team because they develop that car throughout the year and they make real gains over a season. And Checo, the way Checo drives uh Perez, it, I don't know. I'm just I'm just such a fan of his uh of him in the midfield. Like he just lights that midfield up.
1: Yeah, I mean I could I could see that. It would be it'd be you know, they they're changing their name to uh to uh, Aston Martin Racing in 2021 so
0: yeah, so uh, Aston Martin is back now
1: Yeah well their their contract is up with with uh Red Bull at the end of this season and the Lawrence Stroll because he literally wipes his ass with money um, <laughs> <laughs> bought like a 17% share in in the fledged, in the failing brand of Aston Martin so wow. we'll get that but it'd be it'd be great just like I feel like Checo I mean Checo's a great a really good driver. Um it would be nice to see him put in some performances but the car is just not able to compete with you know that's another thing too like is it going to be able to compete with the McLaren and the Renaults consistently enough?
0: I'm not sure. Although you know there the the investment that's been put in that team, it's not a small team by any means. Like they're I think they're getting this new wind tunnel they're getting this this new factory build. Like they're again a few like when those new rules come out, like they might be they might be in the mix there for the higher the midfield. I think. I'm not saying they're going to start you know winning races, but I don't know. I I love this team. This this team was actually historically. I don't know if you know this, but this is the team that Schumacher started in.
1: That's right. Yeah, like going Jordan, all the way back, to... Jordan. Yeah. yeah.
0: I always had. Damn, that's s- crazy to think about. Yeah, I always love this team, man. Like Jordan. Uh Force India, you know, I love that whole uh era and racing point, I'm just glad that we're not we're not to fucking say that name anymore because it's just like it never rolled off the tongue easily.
1: No, who was it? Um I think it was Crofty who was like Racing Point, a disappointingly forgetful name. <laughs> everybody just kept, everybody just kept calling it Force India. It's like uh, Racing Point. That's just it doesn't do anything, man. Like it I don't know. Racing Point.
0: (laughs) Oh man, it sounds
1: like like a mid level like it sounds like a a company that's based in uh, like some small city in the United States that nobody remembers in like like Owens call centers.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you know it sounds like one of those weird accounting firms for some reason. Yeah, we'll get your we'll get your taxes done very fast at Racing Point. Yeah, LLC.
1: Yeah, they're the guys you call when you haven't done your taxes, like, you know, the night before tax day.
0: <laughs> yeah, like I did. And then they guy. screw you. Uh, <laughs> and then they job. fuck you.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then they send you a bill, like the tax man.
0: Oh man, uh, what do we think about uh, uh, Stroll Junior, little golden boy?
1: You know what? I wasn't disappointed with him this season. I think he did a, a decent job. He's he's uh you know obviously give him shit for or the silver spoon but you know what he holds his own um he holds his own uh on the track i don't think he's i think he deserves his spot regardless of his dad um obviously has his spot because of his dad but he you know he doesn't make excuses for himself either which i i I appreciate um you know we'll see what happens with him this year but i think he had a i think he had a decent season
0: yeah i i mean yeah i don't have too much to say about stroll I don't know if I'd go so far as to say he deserves a spot in F1 because there are a few drivers that would deserve a spot. I don't know which spot, but he definitely is not, you know, embarrassing and
1: well, all right, deserves might be a little bit too much, but I think at this point he's he's earned he's done enough to earn his spot. Maybe.
0: It's it's no longer like that question mark. He doesn't make stupid mistakes. His qualifying is is really terrible though. If you look at compared to Checo, but he he does yeah, make, his quality sucks. He does always make up a lot of places on the first lap because he's starting so far back also. <laughs> so you gotta take those two into consideration there.
1: Yeah. I mean he, he's got I think he's gotten He's done, he's put himself in that position, but then he kind of makes up for it by driving pretty decent races. So, you know, and then that, that fourth place finish, um,
0: in what did he get? Germany, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was Germany. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, and obviously benefited from the shit show that was going on at Mercedes and elsewhere, but, um, you know, they took a gamble on slicks in that race and, and he put it in the performance,
0: which is great. Absolutely, and you know some of I think it was Crofty who was actually betting on a stroll victory uh and he does well he does well in the rain stroll every time there's a wet race like you like he's gonna be there he's like one of those drivers that's just on it, so
1: yeah i mean he he put in a, he was in the what he was was he in second in that race at some point
0: yeah, he was in second was when Botas you know was uh putting pressure on him, that's right, but then Vettel was coming back and like he, he could have finished on the podium. He just – I think his tires were just – he just didn't have any tires left. Yeah, well – But, yeah, so uh, good – like, over – like, I think decent season. And uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm looking forward to see what he does. But, like, uh, you know, I have nothing against
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I ain't going to call the guy for a drink. But, you know, hope he's having a good time either way.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know he is either way. So uh, his starts are great, though. And uh, you know what we did have this year was a false start – a jump start, sorry – do you, remember that? Do you remember that? I forget what race it was, but Kimmy just like did a, uh, just c- kind of like one of those Kimmy moments where he's like, oh, fuck, and kind of went back. and did, did he stall the car? He didn't stall. I think he just, you know, it's like one of those races. I've noticed like by watching the recaps that the the lights are never, they're not consistent in the amount of time uh, that goes between like having the five lights to green lights. So I think some drivers just anticipate it. And yeah, that was just a bad one for him.
1: Whoops! That's probably <laughs> probably knowing Kimmy is probably went out and party the night before.
0: I just <laughs> wanted to hear his reaction in the cockpit. Be like, you know, ah, shit, fuck. I would love to hear that. Uh, he Alpha Romeo. Pretty yeah, Alpha. Pretty promising start. Like they were uh, in winter testing. Going back to that, they were doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, everybody seemed to be think that.
0: Yeah, some people were kind of going crazy with it though. They thinking they were gonna get podiums and shit, but um, I don't know. It's just, it's just not. I mean, for me, it's kind of like the Junior Ferrari team. What Sauber was before, now it's officially the Junior Ferrari team. So it's cool. We got we got Grandpa Kimi there, who's still entertaining us in the midfield, and Giovinazzi. We can we can call that his rookie season, right? Because his first full season, I guess, in F one.
1: Who Giovinazzi? Yeah. It's really an unfortunate last name, if you ask me. To I'd like to <laughs> have it
0: every time I say it, oh, I I yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Oh, sh- should we? He, he,
1: oh, he's a big, he's a big Nazi. <laughs> You're such a, G of a Nazi. You really, <laughs> really got to emphasize that 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 end part, in a, a Nazi I, part.
0: I can imagine in Austin if you finish finishes fifth, and in fifth place we got Jovanazi.
1: <laughs> yeah it's a hard it's a hard it's a nazi yeah. you know like brad pitt and uh and, and glorious bastard exactly
0: <laughs> uh, well. and i'm
1: here with Anto- antonio g of a nazi.
0: <laughs> oh man yeah well when they like that he's lucky as an f1 though yeah for how well, long uh, for how long so- is he an f1
1: I don't know. I was a little shocked that with just overall that some teams kept their driver lineups where they did, but particularly I was shocked that alpha decided to stick with him. He was, he was kind of, I mean, you know, obviously Kimmy is Kimmy and and he's got a lot of experience under his belt, but I was just generally not impressed with his performances at all. Like he doesn't, there was never really any time in any race that I was like, Oh, look at what, what, what this kid's doing.
0: You know what? It, it's true. I mean, I was definitely I was harsh maybe, on him the whole maybe year. that's unfair, but I mean, Kimi, Kimi is a great. I mean, I call him Grandpa Kimi, but it's endearing. Uh, it it just shows you how like he still got it. What is he? Forty one, still got it, still racing. I don't think he's got it to like perform against the top guys, but he's still a solid, solid racer. And Jovanazzi uh I had a tough teammate man to to deal with but he was making a lot of mistakes though that were not Kimmy you know related he was just crashing out and stuff like that so that was not that's not that's not good enough for me
1: yeah no I mean I completely agree with that oh by the way on that age thing I'm pretty sure Kimmy's closer to your age than Gio- Giovinazzi is okay just
0: so FYI. so I'm 31 oh right how old is that? Yeah. How how old is Kimmy?
1: Kimmy's forty. And Jovanotti is
0: twenty six. Oh, I'm looking this up. He's twenty six.
1: Ah, uh, damn. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. I yeah. thought he was younger than
0: that. Oh, damn. You if if you if we're talking about Max and uh, Kimmy, then yeah, that might have been a ooh. That makes you think a little bit. Oh
1: uh, man, I I I should have looked that up before I made that joke.
0: I know you could have got me with Lando though for sure. <laughs> damn, he's an old rookie, huh? yeah I I actually thought he was 22 damn 26 all right thank you Wikipedia and you that kind of shows you that maybe Alpha didn't really have a choice either because you know they're everyone's kind of waiting for Mick to be thrown in there but Mick is not really putting in the performance in F2 yet
1: no we'll see what happens after this season but um yeah I mean I I don't really have any expectations for Alpha going into this season. I think it'll be fun to see Kimmy back in it again, and he puts in some fun performances. But I feel like Kimmy's just back there, kind of like he, you know, he never really fought. Like there, there might have been one or two times where he's like really fighting for a position, but you know, whenever somebody's coming down the track, and like there could have been a battle, Kimmy kind of just was like, "You can go ahead."
0: <laughs> yeah, but sometimes he'll surprise you though, like in certain races he'll put up a real fight, so you never know can if he's, if he's like motivated or not, but he like the good thing is that he still got it. Oh man, we true We completely skipped over uh, who I think is the most exciting team in the the midfield. Who's that? And they're changing their name this year, but they were called Toro Rosso. Toro, Toro Rosso. They're becoming Alpha Tori.
1: Alpha Tori, yeah.
0: It could only be one Alpha on F1. You can't do that.
1: I don't like I that. No, it also sounds like an off-brand pasta. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like a bootleg pasta.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like not Berea. It's Alpha Tori.
0: Alpha Tori. Something sounds, it's, uh, something sounds off with that name.
1: But it might just be because we're not used to it at this point.
0: Right. I'm, we're definitely not going to call them Alpha. It's going to be Tori, and that's going to just be weird. Tori just sounds like, a, like an American-Italian name. Hey, Tori. Hey Tori, you want some meatballs.
1: Well, that's you know, that could be uh that could be a little offensive for our Italian
0: listeners. Oh, I'm sorry, the Italians. Know. Uh also don't listen to the Ferrari episode then. <laughs> but no, that's horrible. It's, hor- nothing, it's,
1: nothing, it's nothing. It's strictly business.
0: And I, I like to preface this that I have been a Ferrari fan since my youngest age, so I have nothing against Ferrari. I'm just objective. Uh Toro Rosso though the only team outside of the top 3 to score Oh actually that's wrong uh McLaren did but they scored two podiums this season. They did. Uh in that crazy race in Germany and that other crazy race in Brazil. Uh just an exciting team man like when you when you bring Kvyat back from like god knows where he was I think he was doing sim work for Ferrari like uh, he got he got kicked out of that Red Bull program what three times still made his way back in.
1: Yeah, I mean it's gotta be I don't know, is he like who's 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 like is he giving hand jobs like to <laughs> to people on the side or Well
0: isn't he you know? isn't he married to an F1 Legends granddaughter, I think?
1: I'm not sure.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up right now. Um but yeah, Kvyat. uh so Kvyat was really happy. He's yeah, he's married to uh Piquet's uh Kelly Piquet. Yeah, definitely doesn't live in Brazil anymore. Kelly. Uh more like Florida. He he got that podium in Durban and he he must have thought he was getting that that Red Bull seat, and he got he got basically passed by his rookie teammate Albon. So bittersweet year, I think, for Kvyat, but I think he's happy to be back in F one.
1: Wow, she really looks like a PK, huh?
0: She got yeah, she's got that look. <laughs> Are you checking? She that? got
1: that look, yeah.
0: Wow, she has got that nose.
1: <laughs> yeah, she looks. She's, literally looks like your dad with long hair
0: so technically kvyat is now considered like f1 royalty at this point because he's he's married into the pk family is that so yeah i kind of have to accept that he's going to be around for a while
1: so like what about nelson pk jr like what what happened there then
0: well, we can't really mention his name anymore, can we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, don't. That's this distraction. Um. But yeah, I mean Toro Rosso. Um, it'll be interesting also to see after this upcoming season if they keep their driver lineup. I didn't think Danny Kvyat was going to keep his seat uh, after 2019. Um, you know, but he did put in that t- he did put in that that podium so.
0: Yeah, he did a good enough yep, job to they, maintain a seat, not to get that rebel seat though.
1: Yeah, they they keep they keep things interesting. I don't think Danny Covic gets a seat anywhere else other than he stays at Toro Rosso or he leaves F1. Probably.
0: Personally. Yeah, he might become that like, you know, older uh, Toro Rosso driver that's always, you know, kind of the benchmark for the young guys coming in. Uh so but uh his t- Albon though, I mean, they had a pretty good rivalry those two uh, throughout the year. And Albon like brought it right out of like right from the start of the the season, hundred percent. Yeah, he. I mean, well, what a fucking good rookie class this year.
1: Yeah, it's really good.
0: So I think we we touched up on Alban earlier with Red Bull. Uh, who who else are we missing in the midfield? Haas.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know why? I I'm, don't even know. I don't. Even, I don't really even really want to talk about them. Yeah, I know. It's
0: one of those things. Like, what do I, what do I say about I, Haas? Yeah, like, if Delaware, I, can, can, I'm in. Delaware. Can you like if you had to define Haas's 2019 season in like a sentence? I think I would just say overall disappointing, showed pro- flashes of promise, uh idiotic teammate clashes and let's move on basically.
1: I just I am so blown away that Haas just didn't just get like they didn't get rid of K Magan and uh Grosjean. Like after the season that they had, I mean, the amount of complaining that went on, like I'm actually angry about it. I like watching all the uh the 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 recaps of the races, and I can't wait to watch uh Drive to Survive and see Gunther Steiner just absolutely lose his shit. Um, if I were, if I were Gene Haas and I were Gunter Steiner, like I actually thought Gunter Steiner might get fired because, you know, ultimately he's a uh, team principal, but right. But ultimately like the fact that they kept those two, like what the fuck?
0: I know. I know. And we, we talked about this the whole year Grosjon I think especially Grosjean is, I mean, I think the only reason that he must be bringing in some money. And it does seem like Haas is only here to fuel like the dramatic scenes of Drive to Survive. It's like they're there for Netflix.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I actually heard, I actually heard in an F one podcast recently that uh, there's like an epic scene where Gunter loses it, and they were saying, "I hope they don't bleep that shit out."
1: I don't think they bleep anything out.
0: <laughs> Poor Gunter, though.
1: <laughs> yeah, man whatever you know it could be his second career he could be uh he'll be a netflix star
0: we'll see I, th- I think i think we'll get back to haas in our in our in our 2020 uh uh predictions episode but uh i don't have much to yeah. say either on this season i mean yeah. it, you just get it together yeah get your shit together but, and <laughs> what the fuck is up with haas in melbourne like it, there, it, there's the curse there. So I'm excited to see if I mean excited. I'm curious to see if it's.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's be very clear. I'm not excited.
0: I'm not curious. Excited. Not excited. Not excited for Haas. <laughs> Barely not, curious. Not excited for Stroll. <laughs> uh, no. I'm just. It's um. Yeah, I am curious to see what what they're gonna do next year. Uh, I mean, because the only team that they ended up beating uh was Williams, who's our our backmarkers from from their glorious past to their
1: i mean just misery. wow it's really sad
0: it's sad at the same time i think that there are signs of maybe getting out of this rut
1: i love i love in our our pre-episode notes was 2019 rock bottom for williams <laughs> <laughs> well it's know- really only it's really only one way you could ask. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Like, was it, or like, do we still have further to go? Like, have we reached the Titanic yet?
0: <laughs> I mean, I guess the only thing worse would—I don't even want to say it—but would be if the team kind of crumbles and doesn't exist anymore or sold or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a—it's definitely an option
0: in terms of performance. They show they showed up late in winter testing. Like, they showed up for the last two days, right, or three days. Yep. Uh, There's never a chance. Uh, Kubica, I mean, I love, I fucking love Kubica. I thought that he was up there with Hamilton back in two thousand nine. It's just that I, he just, he's not, he's not fit, he's not fit to be a competitive F one driver.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Williams. I think the only good takeaway that you can, or the only thing you can take away that's positive from Williams is that George Russell is is. I think way like that kid is going to rock F1 very, very like severely. Like, he's going to do some, some shit. And, you know, it's a matter of time when he gets a, a drive with a, a team that's actually putting on performances or, and I don't know how this is possible. Williams makes like a McLaren style comeback and, but, well, I don't know, man, it's it's pretty, it's pretty rough.
0: I mean, I like to see it as just baby steps for that team. If if they can, if I mean, I know you're super excited about Russell, and I am as well. I'm just, I just, it's hard for me to judge him given the performance of his car. But he did, he, I mean, he he destroyed Kubica in qualifying, and he was about five tenths quicker in on average in every on every track, which is which is huge. So, undoubtedly, he's a, he's going to be he's going to be a great driver as well. But they have they have made some moves, and I do feel that if next year they can just compete, even if it's you know towards the back of the midfield, just so that he can get some racing in against someone else than his teammate, that's already you know it's already a step up for me. That's that's the only yeah. thing I'm expecting from Williams.
1: I mean, yeah, like I think he probably got bored just sitting in the back and like basically just being a back marker and basically racing his teammate all season like that's gotta be boring yeah,
0: yeah. And, and you know <laughs> like what that, he he actually he actually put in more test laps with mercedes than Ocon did last year did he yeah
1: i wonder what the i wonder what the deltas were like on his times and and valtteri and uh and <clears throat> and lewis curious
0: that is that is very interesting yeah i mean I'd, we'd all love to know that uh i don't think i don't think lewis ever tested with him valtteri did but they kind of switched off but yeah, I think I think Russell for a while had like this string of what are like fifteen or sixteen races before he actually got a DNF. Um, so they were pretty reliable. They were slow, <laughs> but they were finishing the races. And what was it the hi- the highlight of? I mean, when I think of Williams, I think of what is it Baku with the pothole. Yeah, dude. They had- <laughs> when Russell kind of was, took off,
1: it was oh my god! Not only was it not only was it the 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 pothole. No, it wasn't a pothole. It was a drain hole cover. Yeah. <laughs> so it just flew off and hit the bottom of Russell's car, and then as they're loading it on to the the to the tow truck, the tow truck the um what was it the um the crane to lift the car onto the truck bed. Starts leaking oil all over the car,
0: right? Like, <laughs> like, like, and it and it didn't stop there. Remember what happened afterwards? Oh no! Oh, what was it? They're bringing the car back, and I think the car hit one of the you know, like the um, like an ad, like you know those F one ads that kind of go over the track, like a, a bridge that goes over a track. It hit one of those also.
1: Oh that's right and that wasn't that that's how it started leaking that, oil yeah, right
0: yeah that's how it started leaking so just like a right. it's just like a pure shit show
1: yeah, at this point, like Claire Williams, just like I give up, I'm, I'm done, I'm walking away. Just burn everything. <laughs> there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be ten team, nine teams this year. No, that's I, it. fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a meme the other day. It was just, uh, it was like, I don't know if you saw like Bernie Sanders. I'm asking for your financial support. Yeah, yeah. And it was just Claire Williams' face replacing it.
0: Oh, God, it's so true though. They're just going to a
1: grassroots grassroots Formula One campaign now. They can't find sponsors. Oh
0: man, I feel like we should uh do like a Kickstarter for Williams.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too little too late,
0: man. I don't think they have like that much because they have like you know, they have the legacy money. They 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 get more money than other teams just because of their historical the, the the weight they have in F1. I don't know. I right I am I am excited to see what happens this year for that team because I, I don't know. I mean I do love Williams historically and I I can't stand to see them in the back anymore. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Latifi, you know, in our next podcast, but, um, Kubica and Russell, um, yeah, probably a good, good first season for Russell. Uh, definitely needs some more racing under his belt next year. So yeah, 2019 was, uh, ended up being way more exciting than it started off.
1: Yeah, I think, I think 2019 was a really good year for the sport. I mean, regardless of how you feel about mercedes dominance i think we saw moments and we saw the emergence of um of new rivalries we saw some great racing especially in the 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 middle of the season and then towards the end mm-hmm. um yeah dude i i think we in in this year you know if we've got a lot of good narratives that are just setting themselves up i love it
0: yeah and i also think we have i mean i do think that germany and brazil were some of the best races that from that decade and i
1: think Ger- Germany was so much fun that was c- fucking crazy I mean, to
0: watch i feel like anyone could have won that race and like Germany and like you know that energy that Toro Rosso brings when they like they get on the podium in those crazy races like that's like that's how i feel 2021 might look like not all the time but like that's a that's a nice preview we're gonna see more of that you think I mean, I don't think, I mean, if you expect that every race, I think it's unrealistic, but maybe a little bit more regularly. But that's, getting, I mean, we could see. That's, that's I thing. don't know.
1: I, I think, I think Mercedes is going to want to, would, would want to disagree with that. But
0: so Lewis wraps it up. I got, Mercedes got their record breaking six constructors championship in a row. Uh, Monza, I don't, I just want to say, manza might have been one of the weirdest races for me this year because of the whole qualifying fiasco if you remember that uh um, yeah
1: what yeah with with
0: they just for, think, what was
1: it it was ferrari like everybody just back was backed up right
0: everyone yeah the top 10 was just you know they were like no you go no you go no you go like start your lap and then everyone got fucked and they started going way too late uh But also the highlight of, you know, Monza was also, you know, a Ferrari winning again in Italy, which, you know, even as a Mercedes fan, as like yourself, like, I'm sure you enjoyed seeing that.
1: (laughs) I was just like, how do you do this as a professional racing team? That's really where (laughs) I was at. It's like, how do you, how do you, how can you possibly fuck this up?
0: Although, you know, Charles did pull some cheeky moves there, but the FIA was nice, you know. Well,
1: you know what the FIA's got to get their shit together too. We didn't really talk about the, you know, what they did this season, but God, they really, they're a bunch of fuckboys all season. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, we want consistency in the penalties here. Uh, but seriously, you know, but the FIA is—I mean, the stewards—they're going through like a transition phase also because you know right. it was the p- passing of Charlie. And- Charlie passed away. It was 2019 and in Melbourne. Um, also, we we you know we had Nikki passing away this year uh, before Monaco and Antoine Hubert, of course, another uh, young talent. So, and a lot, a lot of things have happened this year.
1: Yeah. There was some, some, yeah. I mean, in terms of personalities, those are, you know, an an up and coming driver and then one of the, the sports legends. And then one of the, the most important guys when it comes to the rules, it's, uh, all three, three, three pretty big losses for the sport.
0: Hmm. But, you know, F1 will, will continue. And, uh, it's coming up really soon so uh, just a quick as a quick recap for 2019 what was your favorite race
1: i mean it was uh, honestly i think it was it was it has to be germany though that though gasly's p2 at brazil was amazing to see but in terms of just pure entertainment and enjoyment germany was like the best and i'm saying like even though you know as a Merck fan like it still was just like exciting to watch. And then probably Austria was also a lot of fun to watch too.
0: Austria. But that's I'd great.
1: have to, yeah, I'd have to go with, with Germany though.
0: Yeah. I think, yeah, it has to be Germany. Cause it was just out of control. Hulk narrowly missing out on his podium. We didn't, we didn't really mention that. Uh, and, and Gasly, I mean, Gasly for me in Brazil is the best moment of the year. Like I know I, that's the highlight for me.
1: Yeah, I, t- I think for me, that's the yeah best best GP was probably Germany, and then best moment was was definitely Gasly getting that P two. It was like he won the race or won the, won the season. Like that's the way that he celebrated.
0: That's, that's 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 how I feel like every driver should always celebrate. Like you should just be like s- that excited every time. I don't know. It was just good to see like raw emotion, uh, that boy Gasly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you hanging out with him
0: on the weekends? So. Oh, you know, you know, all French people, we all hang out. <laughs>
1: yeah every every french person hangs out with every other french person
0: i did hang out over the winter with uh, esteban Ocon, uh but if you want to hear about that you'll have to listen to our next podcast on the 2020 prediction that's
1: right i forgot you did that
0: and in the meantime what you should all do is go back and check our first season on spotify what is it what do you use for podcasts people have all use
1: well we're on we're on uh Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find the Grandstand. Uh, whether it's Spotify, it's Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're on ten different platforms, but oh yeah, we're we're doing it up this year. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the Grandstand F One and on Instagram at the Grandstand F One. Uh, we're we out you baby. We out. we out
0: on these streets. We're here. We're winning for you, and we'll see you on the next one.